Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in John chapter 13, verses 1 through 11. This is where Jesus is going to wash his disciples' feet before the Feast of the Passover. Before we get into that, I want to thank the Family Leader for being our 2023 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about them in the announcements at the end of this devotion. And as always, thank you to the Family Leader for their support. Chapter 13, verse 1. Now before the Feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world, to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. So this is an informative introduction that John makes to this section of the text. He tells us when it is. It's before the feast of the Passover. He reminds us that Jesus knew his hour had come to leave this world, and when he leaves this world, he's going to his Father. John also puts this against the backdrop of Jesus having loved his own who were in the world, that is, the people who trusted in him in a salvific way and were there Therefore, as Paul talks about it in Romans 8, co-heirs with Christ of God the Father, sons and daughters of God through faith in Christ. And not only had he loved his own from that point backward, but he was going to continue to love his own till the very end. Verse 2, during supper, when the devil had already put into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, rose from supper. There's another very informative sentence. Where did Judas get the idea to betray Jesus? Was it primarily from the Pharisees who approached him? Was it primarily from Judas himself? No, and no, it was primarily from the devil who put it into Judas's heart. Now, to be sure, Judas is going to be held accountable for that sinful act, as any of us are held accountable for the sin that we commit, despite the fact that sin always originates with the devil. That's why the good news is so good. What I mean is that those of us who have faith in Jesus Christ, despite our sin, despite the fact that we should be punished for it, despite the fact that accountability must take place, get to be saved from those consequences because the accountability fell on Jesus Christ when he paid the penalty for sin on the cross. John also gives us more insight into what Jesus knows, that despite the fact that Judas was going to betray him, all things had been given into his hands by God the Father, and when this is all said and done, he's going to go back to God the Father. In other words, here's another example of God's mastery over the devil. The devil puts it in the heart of Judas to blow this plan up, but actually all along, under the sovereignty of God, the devil is actually playing right into God's plan. And despite the agony we're going to see play out here very soon, all's well that ends well, and it ends very well well, at least for those who trust Christ. Continuing in verse 4, he laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. Now, as you'll see in Peter's reaction, it's very uncommon for someone of Jesus' status and position to wash someone's feet. But feet washing in general back then was not uncommon. People are walking around in sandals and the dust, and many times when they visit somebody's home, there would be a servant there. The host would offer for 
his guests the servant to wash their feet as a gesture of hospitality and just kind of practical cleansing because their feet would be very dirty. Verse 6, he came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, what I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. And frankly, there's a lot of things that the disciples don't understand now. We can look back at these gospels from the 21st century, having a copy of the Bible in our hands, knowing how the story plays out and how it ends. And we can assume that the disciples must have known many of the things that we know, but the fact is they didn't. They were in the dark, even to the point of Jesus' crucifixion. And even after that, you start to see the light bulbs going off in their heads at the resurrection, and especially when the Holy Spirit comes at the beginning of the book of Acts. But Jesus telling Peter that he didn't understand this now, but afterward he will understand. That's not just a statement that applies to Peter specifically in this one instance. That's just kind of the general condition of things with these guys at this point. Verse 8, this is classic Peter. Peter said to him, you shall never wash my feet. Peter's known for all these big emphatic statements. Jesus answered him, if I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, and again, typical Peter, it clicks with him and he turns the corner and now he's going to say something brilliant. Verse 9, Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. In other words, okay, if you're going to clean my feet, I'm not sure why you are, but you might as well go ahead and clean all of me because I need cleansing. And I don't think Peter's just talking about physically. Verse 10, Jesus said to him, the one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. That's why he said, not all of you are clean. So Jesus turns from a physical foot washing, which is meant to set an example to his disciples before he leaves this earth that they ought to serve others just as he is serving them. He shifts from that to a spiritual analogy about bathing. Peter opened the door for it. Jesus essentially says to Peter, you've already been cleaned spiritually, but not every one of you. That's to indicate that Judas is not clean spiritually. But these disciples, despite the fact that they don't understand everything that's going on, despite the fact that they're still a little bit buffoonish and clueless from time to time, Jesus is indicating that the faith they have in him is sufficient faith. They've been cleansed of their sin, but not all of them, because Judas doesn't believe in a saving way. Yes, if you've been spiritually bathed or cleansed by once and for all putting your faith in Jesus Christ, from time to time you're going to have to clean your feet, figuratively speaking, that is to confess the sin that you still commit, repent, turn away from it, but the major, the once for all cleansing has been taken care of by faith in Christ. And here's what strikes me. I think there are a lot of people who call themselves Christians who have never been bathed who have never been cleansed once and for all through personal faith in Jesus Christ. They've never received his righteousness. They've never come to the point in their lives where their sin is atoned for by faith. Yet many of these people carry out these smaller ritualistic foot washings that are of no consequence if you haven't been bathed completely first, if you haven't been made clean in the way that Jesus talks about being made clean in this text. So what about you? Are you only focused on your feet getting washed from time to time? Or are the figurative foot washings that take place in your life the outgrowth of or under the umbrella of a larger, more permanent cleansing that took place when you put your faith in Jesus, when you received him, when you believed in his name? That's good food for thought today. We'll pick up the rest of this scene next time. Thanks for tuning in. 
and have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify Podcasts, or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, airing on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd Annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.